As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. We're just one sleep away until the college football playoff juices are flowing. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the heir to Prince Jedward's throne. And with me, as always, is AJ. Put Florida State in the playoff, Marchese. Hey, Oklahoma showed up, but uh, Florida State, best team in the country that I saw this year. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who mode showed in Alamode <laughs> during the second week of Bulls in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out. To Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's, Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And, and that's, that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Oh, the funk certainly got out of Baton Rouge. As Keishon Boutte, LSU receiver, went back on his word and declared for the 2023 NFL Draft, as did Penn State tight end Brenton Strange and Clemson tackle Jordan McFadden. I have no clue where Boutte is going to go, Rob. I'm going to be uh, upfront and honest man. with you. The boot man. I think it's smart he declared. Yeah. Like, it it would have been fun for him to go back for sure, and I, I was in on that thought. But then it's like, this receiver class is not great. Mm-hmm. And maybe he doesn't love Brian Kelly. I don't think I'd love playing for Brian I Kelly. Don't, I don't think so either. I mean, like, given given the season he had, what's the odds he has a better season next year anyways? Like, I'm not saying he had a good year. I'm just saying, like, like what's the difference? What's the difference going to be? Yeah, and like let's say he he knows he can go to the combine and kill it. Yeah, you know. So that that'll be certainly interesting. I actually kind of we've had so many good receiver classes the last couple of years. It's kind of exciting to not have like an amazing <laughs> one. That's an odd take, it, but I like it. It, yeah. it is weird, but I just think you're going to get a lot of different. 
Whereas the last couple years, it's been like the same. Like everyone had the same ten guys in their top ten, maybe a little slightly different order. I think it gets yeah. funky. Yeah, that's true. For 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 the pure you know uh, cottage industry of the draft, I I don't disagree. Uh, and I know you just really want to have Jake Bobo in your top ten. So I do. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm on him next episode. A uh, couple senior bowls as well. Oh, you know who I missed? Who'd Zach you? Evans. Ole Miss running back also declared. There you go. Who maybe will get mentioned later on this podcast. Yeah. Um, senior Bowl acceptances. Bowling Green defensive lineman Carl Brooks. Coastal Carolina defensive lineman Gerard Clark. Ole Miss pass rusher Tavius Robinson, who's Canadian. Indiana linebacker Cam Jones. And Alabama safety Jordan Battle. Gerard Clark is our guy, baby. Love seeing him get to Mobile. Uh, big old hog molly in the middle. I'm, I, I like that. And again, the no stackles coming back in fashion. Can definitely make himself some uh, some good money. I'm excited about Jordan Battle. I love this safety class. I love safeties in general. I think it's my favorite position on defense. And he's kind of a it's it's a good safety class. He's less flashy, but more that quarterback of the defense. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of the most unheralded player on that Alabama defense. Honestly, it feels um, like 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 even maybe to to our discredit too. That everyone's not excited enough for the safety group. I am. I know you give are. Me, but like, you me talking about Christopher Smith or <clears throat> JL Skinner? That's true. That's true. But yeah, Skinner, I mean, it's hard to talk Boise Jair ball. Even. Yeah, there you go. Um, And East West Shrine Bowl acceptances. Fresno State receiver, your guy, Nico Remigio. Yeah, so, <laughs> good get. I think Galco's a listener. Oh, he is. He definitely is. Louisville tackle Trevor Reed. Minnesota Duluth tackle Brent Lang, Willem Mary offensive lineman Colby uh, Sorstel, Arkansas Pine Bluff offensive lineman Mark Evans, Louisville edge slash linebacker Yusir Abdullah, NC State linebacker Drake Thomas, Vanderbilt linebacker Anthony Orji, Southern Miss corner Eric Scott. Love seeing the small school offensive linemen roll in. I think that's always always the best about, uh, or my favorite part at least, about the you know, the all-star games and seeing which uh, small school lineman pops off. I'm excited about both those linebackers, uh, particularly Drake Thomas, who I'll certainly be talking about on our next episode after his mm-hmm. bowl performance. Um, Thomas is, I think, just one of the most enjoyable defensive prospects to watch in this class because he's a freight train coming downhill. Yes. And, and I, I'm excited to, you know, kind of get a better look at what he can do in space. You know, asked a lot to do a lot in coverage, so th- this will be a good opportunity for him. Yeah, good take. Thank you. So now let's get into our Bowl Week 2 superlatives. Talking from the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl to the Valero Alamo Bowl. As one does. And uh, let's start with best freshman. And I, f- I feel like you have to kind of start with Drake May. You got to start with Drake May, that's for sure. I mean... Maybe statistically not not the absolute you know monster games he's had, but you know eighteen thirty five, two oh six, three touchdowns, forty five on the ground. But you watch that game and that that performance was very impressive. I think that that one throw like maybe wasn't as as beautiful on replay, but the the the, the seam ball for the touch the long touchdown was just a absolute piss missile out of the hand, and like you know you see all the tools that's going to make him. Entering the season in top five, uh, picking the draft, and maybe like you know, I, I mean, he's gonna be QB one for a lot of people over Caleb Williams, you know. 
Whoa, that's okay. That that feels like a hot take. I'm not uh, for me. So I, far out. I think he will be. Okay, I don't you, know. Do you see the Twitter? T- he's got look. The way Twitter talks about Caleb Williams already, you can smell it coming. Like it's like oh I trick. Think, I, no, no, no. I'm just saying. I think QB one was in that game. It just wasn't Drake May. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. I mean the the rocket launcher May's got yeah. touched his right arm. Pretty impressive. Uh, on top of the mobility, he he was doing it too with a really banged up offense mm-hmm. um, slash opted out offense. Missing, a, it, yeah, missing like so many guys. Their top receivers, obviously Josh Downs being the biggest one, and Antoine Green also against um, a legit defense. Who was missing some players too, but still looked like they had lots of dudes. Yeah, and it was really fun to to kind of watch May go to work um, despite all of that. Um, I'll go with a, a, a small school one. Jonathan Brady in the New Mexico for New Mexico State uh, against Bowling Green. It wasn't like the biggest game, but they just kept talking him up, and he looked so smooth and explosive for a New Mexico State player. Have just four catches, forty three yards, but also had thirty seven yard uh, little end around. Um, just they they were saying he was like the best recruit they've had in a long time <laughs> yeah and he, he immediately started making plays so that that was pretty cool it was cool to see jerry kill get a bowl win too it was it was a good one the mexico state had like way more playmakers than i think i would have expected them to have including the the thickest quarterback and he was just, he was sick um <laughs> i'm going with a big time recruit who i haven't watched too much mizzou football and they have a monster game in luther burden seven catch four six yards but you could just see the talent. I thought, like, like watching him, um, who, who just is going back to Mizzou. By the way, it was a, you know flirting with the portal, going back to Mizzou. But just watching the way he plays, you know, he's kind of like he's a like stoutly built receiver too. You see the explosiveness. Uh, Going to be really interesting to see what he becomes in the SEC. Yeah, he was the number one receiver. He's yep. the third overall recruit. Yeah, obviously, obviously the big drink landed him, <laughs> as the big drink does. Stan Eli Drinkwitz on this show. Uh, I believe it called him getting fired seven weeks ago. Um, I'll go with another kind of uh, off the beaten path. Chandler Rivers, the Duke corner, who had an interception against UCF, had a big TFL. Um, obviously, that Duke team, one of the most impressive turnarounds mm-hmm. this year. Uh, Mike Elko's that guy. Kevin Johns really called a great game on offense. Um but it just felt like Duke had playmakers on every level of their defense. And this guy was just a a, a, a freshman and feels like a building block. Wearing number zero, too. Yeah. Feels like a building block for Mike Elko. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Duke is a good good team. All this. Elko's done such a fucking awesome job. Uh, I'll give you one more. He only made one catch, but I just thought it was really impressive. Stephon Johnson Jr. for Oklahoma State, the receiver, with an 84-yard one. <laughs> yeah, it took, housed it. Uh, look like legit speed, six two guy, just maybe a name to watch. You know, Oklahoma State receivers can, and their numbers. So, uh, I thought I just want to mention him quick. Um, going to best sophomore. We start with Bucky Irving. Yeah, I love Bucky, man. Like, whoo, Bucky's Bucky's gonna be. I think one of the guys is like the most fun running back to watch in college football next the, year. You know what they were talking about? Obviously, um. It was first year at Oregon, transferred over from Minnesota. They're talking about how the Minnesota players would call him Bucko instead of Bucky because <laughs> Bucky's the, the Wisconsin mascot. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. I would be so upset if people call me, <laughs> hey, call Bucko. me Bucko. It's so condescending. Bucky? Yeah, and obviously 
good choice by Bucky transfers over to Oregon, um, runs for a thousand yards year one there. He is so dynamic in space. Yeah, man. Ran for one forty nine two scores, eleven and a half per carry. Not to dog on the Gophers, but it, I how did how do they land a talent like him? You know what I mean? Like Mo, Mo Ibrahim putting him work probably on the true. I mean, for them. I mean, if any 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 coach in the country is going to get me, they just say, "Hey, look what look what Mo did here, and you could be the next." I'm like, I'm in. You know what? And, and you know what? If Mo didn't get hurt last year, I wonder if Mo goes pro and Bucky's starting as as Bucko Irving. <laughs> Find out on our What If podcast. You know, Bucky Bucky's is legit. He was he was awesome. Uh, you know who else is legit, and I know he's he's a redshirt, but Johnny Wilson for Florida State, yep. the old six foot seven wide receiver who makes it look too damn easy at times. Another Guys, transfer, another transfer. Eight catches, two hundred and two yards. Had that insane one headed grab to to set the game winning uh, score. That was had a great great one over the middle yeah. where he just like if he wasn't six seven with a pterodactyl catch radius. I assume pterodactyls have crazy oh, catch yeah. radiuses. Oh yeah. Um, he wouldn't have like another player wouldn't make that grab. Uh, Jordan Travis does such a good job too of just like, like uh, you see sometimes you'll see like quarterbacks just not have a good feel for a big receiver, but I think Travis has a great feel for for Wilson and he's gonna be so much fun when he's coming out. Like that's gonna be a hell of an evaluation and he's damn good. Uh, you know who else put up freaking numbers? Ooh. Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels. Yeah, he did. Five forty four with five scores, ran for a TD in their triple overtime loss to Arkansas, in which they had to come all the way back, go for two in triple overtime, and then took uh, the ball out of his hands. Yeah, which seemed <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I love Jason Bean. So I, I don't. I'm not I, love, I love the Bean man. Guy. Yeah, I know. Jason Bean could have started somewhere. I'm sure of it. Oh, Bean is better than so many. Like especially bowl season, like you know, opt outs and transfers. Bean should be starting somewhere. So I don't. I don't blame Coach Coach Lance. But anyways, no. Daniels I hope was, Jason does. Jason Bean have more eligibility because I hope I'm he not, can transfer and start somewhere. I don't know if he does. I'd be kind of sick if he goes back to North Texas. Just plays for Eric Morris now. <laughs> that, that would be sick. Um, yeah, Daniels is was so much fun. I mean, of this week, he, he was probably the most fun quarterback to watch, and that includes uh, Drake May and QB one next year. Um, yeah, Daniels is awesome. I mean. He had a really good year. He did. Obviously, really got year. hurt in the middle of it, but was really a main catalyst for Lance Leipold's turnaround uh, in Lawrence. Um, he was so so cool and collected. Like it's like okay, he's okay. Very calm. He's so calm. He's so calm. It's really impressive. I, I like. Obviously, we haven't dug in on the the tape or anything yet, no. but gonna be really interesting to see what happens there. I, I'll give you another and then a couple goofy ones-ish. Uh, was, uh, Washington's Braylon Trice, who had two sacks in the Alamo Bowl. Has, I think he finished on the year for like 12 and a half sacks. Kind of like a a quiet, very quiet, but very strong year for him. Like just quietly strong, I guess I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty, he's, he had a pretty damn good game. People forget, I brought him up like 10 weeks ago now, it feels like. He He's had some flashy moments yeah. for the Huskies. He has. He has. He's a well-built pass rusher. He team. is, yeah. Um, I think it was that they played Stanford after dark or something and he put on a show. Um, speaking of Braylon's, how about Braylon Allen? It wasn't yeah. his biggest game, but seeing him run for 116 and score against Oklahoma State in the win and knowing what Wisconsin has coming. Also, Luke Fickle coaching in the bowl game and, and winning it, unlike when Sonny Dykes did that at SMU and it didn't go great. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but, yeah, Fickle coaching, Wisconsin getting the win – 
And knowing what's coming to Wisconsin, Tanner Mordecai just announced he's transferring there. Like, That's I a just goofy feel like one. Braylon Allen's going to put up crazy numbers uh, in that Philongo air raid that runs the ball well. Yeah, I agreed. And lastly, I'm going to go with the Memphis backfield duo, our guys, Seth Hennigan, the quarterback, who looks like he could play a bit. I had a really good game, three touchdowns, almost 300 yards thrown. And, and our guy, Javion Ducker, the running back. Uh, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the Northern Illinois transfer. Oh, my guy. Your guy. Go, going out there. Love it. One, one last one is I thought Billy Bowman, the Oklahoma defensive back, yeah, played really well against Florida State um, and looked like their best defensive player. True sophomore who was, I believe, a five-star recruit and, and had some flashy moments this year. I think he's going to be good. I know OU lost, but that felt like an important game for the program. Like just, but at the same time, it's just like Brent Venables took a top ten team and went yeah. six and seven. Yeah, that's why I think it was important that they showed up. Like I know they lost, but they showed up. I thought they're going to get. I thought Florida State was going to wipe. That's them. true. Yeah. That is true. Um, in the in 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 the Sooners' defense too, they they were without so many guys. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like I again, I thought it was going to be like a forty nine ten ass whooping and it wasn't um going to weekday warrior there's only one answer there's only one it's answer mo, it's mo ibrahim of course it's mo ibrahim <laughs> it's been mo ibrahim for four years now uh the runner up would, would be hawk the houston t retriever that's the second choice uh ibrahim uh 71 yards in a score against syracuse didn't really play the second half uh didn't need to um, but broke broke the Minnesota single season rush yards record and the touchdown record. Yeah. Had that in the back pocket. You can walk away a champ when you got that. It's gonna be weird to watch college football without knowing Mo Ibrahim's in it. I guess that was such a moment. He ran for a thousand yards in 2018. <laughs> Tanner Morgan and Mo Ibrahim in victory formation. I tears my eyes. Mo Ibrahim ran for a thousand yards, three separate seasons in college football, none of them in a row. And he came back. That's off so the- stupid. Coming back off the injury and having the season that he did, like that's like get him on day three and have a have a back that's gonna get get you yards, baby. That's In it. his last twenty games at Minnesota, which spanned 2022, he he ran for like three thousand yards. Fucking king. He's a he's a goddamn king. And thirty seven touchdowns. He's a monster. Uh, um I, I also put uh Chris Ojo here. I, yeah, I put Mexico him for small State school. Linebacker. He had a great game. He uh, he had the forced fumble that truly changed the game, where he chased down the Bowling Green receiver who was setting up a first and goal and ripped the ball out yeah. just last second. Uh, he also had a couple big tackles, had nice TFL. He just flies around the field. Yeah, he was all over the field. It really, it felt like he, every time the you know he was in on every single tackle. Love the versatility too, you know, playing kind of over and like just just creating the backfield too a lot. It wasn't like. They blitzed him a couple times again into the quarterback's face, had a TFL, but yeah, Ojo was really I put him for my my small school guy. I got another one though too, so don't worry. Don't worry. All right, then let's get into the into the big stuff now. The best offensive prospect. I thought it was tough. I, unless I'm really like blanked and missing an obvious one, I thought it was a little tough. But I am going with uh East Carolina running back, Keaton Mitchell. I, I think it, it wasn't tough and he was the obvious choice. I mean Maybe because yeah, yeah. Anyways, Mitchell was awesome. I think he's. A, I'm. I'm ready to say. I think he's gonna be top ten running back in this class. I think he's got a really good chance to be top ten running. I think he's he's gonna get there for sure. <laughs> he uh, uh, in this game against Coastal Carolina, 
24 touches, 142 yards from scrimmage score, plus a 57-yard mm-hmm. kick return where he just looks so dynamic in space. Every touch, his ability to accelerate and just hit top speed in an instant, his his jump cut, like his yeah. his natural uh, lateral quickness, he is such a great space player. He catches yeah. the football really well too. I thought uh, he's, he's just got like super swivelly hips, like great change of direction. Like you said, the open space feel is, is very, very impressive. He's he's a lot like James Cook last year. It kind of sucks that he's in such a deep class because it, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think I, I agree with that. I think he's going to end up as top ten back. But like in, in you know in a lesser class, it feels like he's a guy that really could have you know skyrocketed up the boards. Maybe maybe been a top one hundred guy. He still got a chance. But the, this is the satellite back. I'm going to be standing the whole yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Like my goodness. It, it, he just put up numbers this year too. Um, yeah. Defensively, I I think it was pretty. Obvious. It was it was very obvious. Yeah. Um, Jared Verse, the Florida State pass rusher, who was like regardless of performance, the most talented and highest rated prospect I think who played in this week of bowls. And he fucking and, showed, and he up. showed up. Yeah. Big um, time. Six tackles, one and a half sacks, two TFLs, caused another sack where. Uh, Dylan Gabriel fell down before he actually mm-hmm. got him. So, like, I personally, I think that's Jared versus sack, yep. but the stats don't count it. Um, I, I, I was about to say you could probably put him for outplay the box score with that line too. Mm-hmm. He, um, he came uh, on the one TFL. He came untouched because he just beat like his first step was so explosive. He was in the backfield like as Gabriel's handing it off, ate the running back. He ends the game on the sack yeah. too, where it's. He goes speed to power, and I know it was against Oklahoma's backup tackles, but still, goes speed to power and just like, oh, that poor soul. <laughs> like, just didn't even ha- like he didn't even go through the tackle because he was so fast on the speed to power. He like, ha- like the tackle didn't reach his landmarks to get gone through. Like he he took on half the man because of it. it was weird. But just he is so explosive and powerful. It feels like the hype has been building a lot for verse. Like not not that it hasn't all year, but very recently too. I. I he's got a good chance to go top twenty. If obviously just a redshirt sophomore, I I'm assuming he's gonna declare, but why, it, it's, why never it's never given. It's never given. Um he transferred up from Albany where he was dominant. He was <laughs> yeah. viewed as a top five player in the transfer portal. And he immediately lived up to it. That two years in a row, Florida State's pulled a, a passage from the yeah. portal and potentially turned into a first round pick. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's a hell of a stat. Like that's that's like, really impressive. Yeah. He uh nine sacks, sixteen and a half TFLs, forty seven tackles this year. Um he like he just looks like an NFL ready pass rusher when you're watching so. this game. Yeah. Even like the place he's not in on, I was just watching him. He's just he's I, long, explosive, violent hands. Like he can string pass rush moves together too. Like I know his best move I think is his speed to power, yeah. but you, you'll see him like you'll see chops, you'll you'll see like uh, uh, I've he is a great long arm. Like he's really fun. I love him. He's he is really fucking good. Clearly the best prospect we watched this week. I don't I don't know if it was that close. Yeah, and I, you know what? As we go over to shooting up the board, I'll say his teammate might have been the second best prospect. Um, Jamie Robinson, yeah, yeah. the Florida State uh, defensive back. So I, I didn't put him shooting up, but he was a clear shooting up, and he might have been the second. I put the prospect versus prospect matchup as Florida State's defense versus Oklahoma's offense. I, I put the Oklahoma pass catchers against the Florida yeah, State defense back. Exactly, yeah. But Robinson, man, he was he was all over the damn field. 13 tackles. Uh, had that sack on Dylan Gabriel, too. Uh, yeah. PBU. He was, he was awesome. 
you it was a great game to showcase like mm-hmm. the kind of swiss army knife ability of him yeah the sack came where he blitzed the pressure from uh gabriel's left got him moved him off his spot Close, you yeah. see, you saw jamie robinson kind of like disengage from his block at the sack it was actually similar to jaquan brisker's sack against the bills this past wow weekend. whoa um the PBU came on a big third down where they kind of like just bracketed Drake Stoops and and Gabriel kind of just threw it at Jamie Robinson who was just in good position yeah. uh, with his back turned. Uh, he also had that fumble recovery uh, where he's just always around the football um, and he just made a billion tackles. He is very Jalen Petrie-like. I'll, I'll continue he is. to say it. He is. He definitely is. I mean, you watch – you know you know what I watch is Texans football and, and Seminoles ball. And you put them beside each other, they look they look very similar. And I think I I, I think you know Petrie's awesome rookie year. Um, you know a team's gonna look at that and be like, yeah, I want one of those too. You know, and find that in Jamie Robinson. Um, I I I'll also say he he's a South Carolina transfer. Maybe if uh, he didn't transfer, South Carolina beats Notre Dame today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I I feel like. I know Jordan Travis isn't declaring. He's going back for six year at Florida State, but he made some NFL level throws. In this he game. did. He really did. I mean, Travis has had a hell of a year, and has been you know, like you said, making NFL level throws and looking like a a guy that could potentially be a backup quarterback in the league. I mean, he's had such a good year, and I feel like whenever they need a play, he's making it. Period. Who else you got here? Uh, just to get quarterback, not my top guy, but speaking of, Clayton Toon played a really good game, I thought. It wasn't like a flashy numbers game, but it was making like some of the most big-time throws I thought of this week. 224, three touchdowns. Was was also doing a good job of knowing when to tuck and run and yeah. and getting the kooks to the dub. But, um, sneaky athletic. He is sneaky athletic. But no, it was making some like really impressive deep down thro- uh, downfield throws. Uh, like the the placement deep, too, the the timing. I, he's, Clayton Toon's fun. He's going to hang around for a bit, I think, too. Um, I'll, I'll go to uh, Buffalo receiver Justin Marshall, who is a Louisville transfer. Yeah, he put up eleven catches, one hundred twenty-seven <clears throat> yards on touchdown against Georgia Southern. He looked like an NFL receiver. Yeah, uh, just the, the the ball tracking skills, the catch radius, like the touchdown was he was wide open because he cooked the defensive back. And he did such a good job tracking the ball from uh, Cole Snyder. That was like it was a little overthrown and. No problem for uh, Justin I, Marshall. I put him for my transfer of the week, or one of my transfers, the top guy there. Yeah, I felt like the whole offense really went through him. Like, every time they needed, like, a third down conversion towards the end of the game, it was just like, you knew the ball was going his way and you weren't going to stop him. Uh, Winning outside and inside, too. S- Stevie Johnson comp is right there for you, Rob, if you want to no, make it. Big time. <laughs> he looks good. I get, And, again, the, the receiver class is a little topsy-turvy still. Maybe maybe he makes a name for himself. Uh, another receiver who's making every catch, it felt like, for their team. A.T. Perry, yeah. I thought, played yeah. in Wake Forest, went over Missouri, potentially Sam Hartman's last game at Wake, well, definitely his last game. Is he going to Notre Dame now? Look look at Buckner played today. Buckner? Yeah, um, throwing the pick six, yeah. Uh, Perry, 11 catches, 116 yards. Yeah, big dog. Couple, couple big ones over the middle where you just saw that size, that catch radius. Just such a... Nice kind of 50-50 possession receiver. Yeah, mismatch type of dude. That's, I think that's exactly the game that uh, Perry needed to have to, to kind of finish out his career there. Going to the East West Shrine game too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, East West Shrine receivers are better. So, um, How about the guy give some offensive line credit? I, I thought Patrick yeah. Paul for Houston had a really, really strong yeah, game. 
Uh, also had that game-saving fumble recovery too, which which is always tip a cap when uh, the the big star offensive lineman for a team makes the fumble recovery. Uh, but no, I thought it just looked really really solid. Um, a guy you know we we really liked in the summer. Haven't watched too much Houston ball over the year uh, over the course of the season, but good game. I I, I don't think he's, is he coming out. I don't, I don't uh, we don't know yet. I don't know. I'm probably not. But there if you go. he does, interesting, just because this tackle class drops off real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got the traits. He's got the tools to be a top 100 type of guy. Um, a couple smaller sleepery ones. I thought Ches Malusi, the Wisconsin yeah. backup running back, looked looked like an NFL running back. Like yeah. he has got some some explosiveness to him. He kind of seventy-seven yards and a score, but he kind of smells like that career or. I know he's had some starts, but like that, that, that college backup that comes in and is much more productive than the NFL than you'd expect him. You know, like not not talent wise, yeah. just out of nowhere like, kind of guy. I'm not saying he gets drafted or anything, but I I would not be shocked to see him on an NFL roster come Week 16 next year. Well, just like given what the Titans were trotting out and they're running back. <laughs> not not trying to comp, but look, same game, Malik Davis, who you know I mean they kind of split with Damian Pierce, but it always felt like he was still in in draft wise, obviously in Pierce's shadow and. Uh, looking really, really productive. Looking, he looked better than Zeke last night. I think that's fair to say. I mean, a lot of backs do, but still, like that's that's a nice one. Um, I know they they speaking of same game. I know they lost, but I thought my guy Jason Taylor played a good game yeah, against did. Wisconsin. 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 Uh, Go ahead. Especially with a lot of the backs, uh, Oklahoma yeah. State defenders not out there. It, it felt like he had to do so much. Yeah, racked and he he racked up the tackles. Had a couple TFLs. He really he really felt his fingerprints all over the field. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, tough one. But like for like, you know, it, it, with all those guys out, like you said. One last one for me, Middle Tennessee's little receiver Jalen Lane, who we saw that's cook up Miami Hurricanes last year. Yeah, yeah, just a redshirt sophomore, but uh, for Coach Stock, still caught ten balls, one hundred eleven yards, touchdown against San Diego State. Uh, he's just very he's, yeah, kind of explosive in space. His route running ability was. Creating so much separation against he's, so much fun, so much fun. Yeah. Little um, bug. He is. I'll, I'll, I had a guy, but I know he's going back. So how about Malik Keith for Ole Miss? Who I thought like a lot of Ole Miss didn't show up. Jackson Jarvis, a damn warrior, but he had that awesome one-handed touchdown catch, and it felt like like Jugkins didn't wasn't you know the, the running game wasn't going strong. Maybe we're there later, but I thought Heath had a really good game and um, 137 yards, eight catches. Uh, strong one. And also, Matt Landers, our guy, had, had the explosive plays for RQT. Plus, allowed Kansas to get back in the game to make it better. Exactly, yeah. Going to sliding down now? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to start with Tank Dell, who, yeah, he had two touchdowns, six catches, 45, 44 yards, two touchdowns. But he also had the uh, a brutal drop. He had a fumble. Houston ended up recovering. He just, his size, I, I find him so fun. But his size is going to be such a concern, and it kind of ha- happened in this game. Like, he doesn't have a great catch radius. There's a couple balls from Toon that I think would have got caught from a player with a bigger radius. Like, maybe a little Penny Hard-esque in that, oh, oh man, no. he, he he is fun. He's dynamic. He gets open. But he's going to have trouble getting off press. He's going to ha- have trouble winning those contested catches. And it showed up in this game against Louisiana, who uh, isn't, Chock full NFL talent, um, but like still, like on the touchdowns, like 
Really good job creating separation. Even on the fumble, he ran a great route before yeah. he fumbled. See, I wouldn't put him here, in my opinion, because of the route running ability. And it's so but hard. He, but, but I mean, the, the holes in his game are very, I thought, yeah. Yeah. noticeable in this game. And that's why it's like, I know he's going to the senior bowl, and it's not a great receiver class. But how confident are you drafting a guy who's probably 5'8", 160 pounds. Well, I think I think it, uh, at a larger scale, it's really interesting to have a conversation about like which of these smaller receivers that we've seen come out of college football that have been super explosive in college and not translate or ha- though some have like which ones do you do you throw the dice on? Because like we saw you, we saw the Rams draft Tutu Atwell early last year. He has not paid off. He has some glimpses. It's, I, I, I don't know. It's starting to pay off. It's starting to work a little bit. I think Wandale Robinson was working big for the Giants before that. Like it, it's really hard that, to, to see which ones. Like, I, but you know, those are like you know, top end athletes. You know what I mean? I'll, I will say Wandale Robinson's like forty pounds heavier than yeah. Tank Dell. Yeah, yeah, I know. But no, like even like you know Calvin Austin, we haven't seen too much of for the Steelers this year. Penny Hart well, didn't work out. Calvin Austin's been on IR. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like he, he didn't hear the the camp. Like he would he realistically he wouldn't have yes, had a role. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right, sorry. I I he wouldn't have Calvin had a role. Calvin Austin would have been. I think there's a reason Chase Claypool's not there. <laughs> um, okay, but um, yeah, I don't, it's I think it's interesting to see which well, one's I mean, doing. Isaiah McKenzie. I think is a, a yeah. good example of a uh, now he wasn't obviously not drafted super high fifth round pick took him a couple of years to find a, a solid home and, and had the return man aspect to his game mm-hmm. to kind of keep him sticking around found a good home and kind of the, been a bit player for the bills the last three years bigger role this year. Now he's not amazing or anything, but yeah. he, he's playing. He's playing, and he, he has, I, I maybe think hasn't he's stepped a good up. Pathway for some of these guys. Also, yeah. according to Pro Football Ref, his nickname's Lil Dirty, so that's kind of cool. I'd say McKenzie seems like a really cool dude. Anyways, um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be interesting though. Good point from you. Yeah, I, I but I will say Tank Dell. The, the route running was awesome. Had the game winning touchdown. I. I I don't know. I'm not gonna bang him. I, oh, that's phrasing. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna knock him for this one. Um, uh, my top guy, I think it's maybe time to have the conversation about Zach Evans. Just to have the conversation. I just want to talk. Uh, you know what? I put him for overhyped just because. Yeah. Um, he, well, you and I had this conversation uh, what, before the bowl game, actually. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, he, everyone was all in. He's top three running back. No, no further down than top five. Now he's not even in top tens. And like, he had a. Uh, a, a good year. He had over a thousand yards from scrimmage and obviously split time, but you, you saw the flashes and the glimpses. And I think there's reasons to be excited about him. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, like in this game against Texas Tech, a lot one a lot of these yards came really late. Yeah. He he had 37 yards on the ground, 26 through the air. The hands like, look pretty decent. I'll throw that. Ha- half half those yards came on like their final drive. Um, and it. it I don't know. I like Zach Evans a lot. Me too. Uh, I think you're you're right too. He catches the ball really well, and I think that's important. Um, he's going to be a tough one, especially going back to what you were saying with Keaton Mitchell. His running back class is so freaking deep. Yeah, I'm. I'll say this: Is he sliding down the board? Yeah, he is, and he has um, all year. And and but to me, watching him as a prospect. He he isn't that different. Like like he, you know he loses a bit of the luster when you know he could have went to Ole Miss and become a superstar in the SEC and it didn't happen. And TCU's in the playoffs now. But it, I think as a, you know at that position the, the the lack of wear and tear is good. 
Like him, him not piling up the yards. I mean, he had a good season, like you said, statistically. But I don't know. I think as a prospect, it's not. I'm. Not, it's not worrying me too much. But I think in reality, he is sliding down the board right now. That that's fair. I, you know what? I, I bet when he gets taken by some team in the fourth round, you yeah, and I yeah. are both gonna be like, "That's a great pick." Yeah. Obviously, that's not where the 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 goal was. Like he wanted. I'm assuming top most sixty. People, but I mean, in the summer, people are talking about him going like. Top forty, yeah, right? ahead of Gibbs. Lots of people had him above. Yeah, Gibbs. I'm pretty sure Dan Brugler is his number two back. Yeah, so you're right. He has slid down the board, but I, I'm still excited about his pro prospects. Me too, and I, I don't think the talent has changed. It's he's a funky one. He's a funky one. I, again, I think he's going to end up and being productive in the NFL. Yeah, um, couple interior defensive linemen for me. I thought. Especially given after he was like he's going to the Senior Bowl, Carl Brooks yeah. really didn't show up against New Mexico State. I, he had that one PBU, PBU yeah. and then the broadcast tried to credit him with another where he did not make it. Um, but he was just very quiet in this game. Yeah, and like that, I thought Bowling Green was going to win this game. And like I said, there's a lot of playmakers from New Mexico State. Uh, he needed to step up, and he didn't. I totally agree. I put him here too, and and getting him to the Senior Bowl is great. And like I mentioned him a few weeks ago, or you know, one of our Maxion shows. That like the, the, I think the school like said he's the next Reggie White type of stuff. Well, he might be, but you know he he still I think he still got it. Just just this was not a good game, but you know he's six three three hundred playing outside when he's going to kick inside. And, yeah. Um. No, I like you just, again. You just would, like if you're a senior bowl talent, you want to see it when you're playing a team New like Mexico New Mexico State. State no, yeah. no offense, Jerry's got him cooking, but definitely, I definitely but, agree. But I just came away disappointed. I guess. No, I totally agree. No, totally. Especially when Ojo was flashing on the other side consistently. Yeah. Like, I, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to go back to Ole Miss. I thought Mingo didn't show up. And this is a game he didn't really have to play in. And him and Evans. And they went in and they played. But he just, I don't know, just a couple drops just not showing up. I thought I, I thought Heath was way better than him. I know the whole Ole Miss offense was kind of out of out of funk. But I don't know. I didn't didn't like what I saw from from, uh, from Mingo. A couple drops and a couple, like, bad body language stuff, too. I know it's the bowl game. Like, who cares about that at this point? But still, I just just, just didn't look great. Bad night for Ole Miss. It was bad night for Ole Miss. When you're getting kick, <laughs> onside kicks returned against you for touchdowns, it's a bad sick. night. I'm all in on Joey McGuire and Texas Yeah, Stout. oh yeah. Um, going back to the interior defensive lineman, well, Drog Clark did not show up against East Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's double senior bowl bust. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I, it's the funny because I, I had two more coastal guys and then I was done. I was going to put Clark and, and Sam Pinkney, who didn't have a bad game, but just like, a year in our kind of our guy. Yeah, that, that's tough. Just like as soon, once Grayson McCall got hurt, like you're just like, it just yeah. kind of felt like they had no shot. Yeah. I think, were, were you also, I was in on East Carolina prior to that. Like I, I, I picked them to win. Did oh, you? yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. So it was like once McCall went, I was just like, uh. There's no shot now. Once I Colton saw the Hall way they the go. Yeah, yeah. Once I saw the way they looked in the championship game, I'm like, ooh, this yeah. is rolling over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think those two, and again, it's it's hard to knock guys that you know are going to the Senior Bowl and like don't have to play in their bowl game, but um, yeah, it just didn't show. Can I do one more uh, senior interior defensive lineman? Keandre Coburn against Washington. Yeah, I. It's well, it, not to the same. Ex- I I think I kind of did it in the order of like Carl Brooks was the most disappointing. Yeah. Drog Clark, it was like, uh, and, yeah. and Coburn a little less so, but um, it also felt like bad matchup for him because he's on no. He's no got Kirkland run, uh, and and Washington's just throwing the ball over the yard. But I thought Washington ran the ball they a lot did. better than yeah. they should have. Tell Papa, I didn't put his name down anywhere, but looked good. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think that's fair. Coburn, 
I don't think in a vacuum he played poorly, but he didn't step up against the run like he yeah. could have and should have. No, I, I think that's a that's a fair one. Um, Do you have I, any others? Nope. We can move on. Well, I got one more. Okay, go go. A personal one for me. Oh. I just wish Shalani Phelps did a little more against nah. Arkansas. Got banged up though too. I know, and he. he uh, I'm just so in on him, AJ. He's got, I think, one more year of eligibility. So next year, I'm just gonna be pounding that, uh, oh, pounding that table for him. Respect, just like KJ Jefferson on the other side, baby. That's our yeah, guy. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know where prospect. I thought uh, the with with Christian Gonzalez sitting out. I thought the other corner for Oregon, Triquez Bridges, stepped up. He's a redshirt sophomore, uh, so I doubt he's gonna be coming out this year. But six three corner, you know, you know how much I like the long corners. Uh, had two really nice PBUs, both in the end zone. One kind of like on an in-breaking route and came across the body and knocked it away. The other on like a deep route. I I, I came away impressed, using his size and length uh, really well, but also like, you know, got some wheels look like, stayed in position on the deep uh, PBU. Just think of an interesting name probably for next year, but I, he, I liked him. He has gotten so much better since the Georgia game. Yeah. I, I feel like I watch a lot of Oregon for some reason. You love uh, Dan Lanning. I do. Um. And with Christian Gonzalez across from him a lot of the time, teams go after him. Yeah. And early on this season, there was a lot of him getting beat off the line and kind of getting beat vertically and and being really grabby. Yeah. And I thought this was a really just a great game for him. It was. It was. And like because he looks like an NFL corner with that length. Yeah. Body. The the yeah. Everything about him. I mean. Like sometimes that works though, man. Like when you got a stud opposite of you and you're getting you know baptism by fire. If you if you stand up to it, it, you can create great players that way at corner. You know. You you saying this as a Tariq Woolen guy? It could be. You said it, not me. Um, I'm going with East Carolina safety linebacker Gerard Stringer. You who love just the flying around. I love him. He had the he had the strip sack uh, of the backup quarterback where. He crawled for the fumble recovery, too, uh, which is pretty great. Um, he's just flying around the field taking heads off. That looks like a special teams player to me. Oh, yeah, baby. He, he had a fun game. Uh, Prospect made me look stupid. Bo Nix. Really? You're going to say it? I, I don't know. Like He looked, especially on that final drive, he was in such command. He looked great. I put him for uh, overhyped. I, st- I still think uh, he's... he's... Go ahead, though. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Interesting. 205, two touchdowns, a pick, 77%, 6.8 per attempt against North Carolina. Uh, It was okay for a lot of the game. It it started great, kind of Mm -hmm. went into a lull, and then came back on that final drive. And um, I don't know. They got a lot going back to Oregon next year. Like, I I don't know. You're putting money on him to win the Heisman. I just think he's going to be one of the better senior quarterbacks. Like the arm talent's obviously there, and the athleticism's there. And He'll get to the senior bowl. We all also thought, when I say he makes me look stupid, the fact that he's even in the oh, conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people didn't think he'd win the starting job at Oregon coming off oh, yeah. what happened at Auburn. No, I mean, it's a good one because, like, we've we've <laughs> shit on him a lot, um, including me right now. I, I just... The hype, I think, has gotten got. I know he's going back, but got to the point where it was way too much. Where I saw him as a potential first round pick, people talking about it. That, that's ridiculous. But I don't know. I saw Penix too. That like there's just I did been too. some weird ones. I think people it's the West. People people just attach themselves. To you know. Right? You know what? You're right. But you know what I think it is with those two. I think it's the West Coast people like trying to like edge back a little bit and like trying to show up their dudes, which I can respect. You know me. We're both we're both uh, Pacific Northwest born and raised, but. 
I don't know. Arizona Bull going crazy right now. <laughs> What's the score? Ohio went to kick the game-tying field goal with eight seconds left. Kicker missed, but he was iced. Second attempt, gets it. Fuck. Four seconds left. It's going to go to over. What a game. Sure. Uh, better than only four. Um, mine, you look stupid. Yeah, mine is uh, I'm going with Braden Willis, the Oklahoma oh, yeah. uh, tight end. Awesome. He, he had a really, really good game. I feel like when he got that senior bowl acceptance, uh, I thought I, was, I, I maybe made a little comment about him. I've never been in on him. I think I said in the in the summer he'll never be Dimitri Flowers to me. Uh, he's better than Dimitri. Had a really good game. It was like felt like a lot of the OU passing game went went through him. So I thought that was impressive. Um, and that goes right into my prospect mm-hmm. anger. Me too. Prospect, yeah. Marvin Mims, Jaleel Farouk, and Braden Willis and Drake Stoops against kind of Jamie Robinson, Akeem Dent, Renardo Green. Um, yeah, you you touched on Willis there. Obviously, Marvin Mims had those two incredible yeah. sideline catches. I you know I was gonna I, I moved I haven't for outplayed the box score. I know I had him kind of here too, but he's also my outplayed the box score guy because. <laughs> Two catches, seventy-seven yards, but those catches were ridiculous. And it feels like what's what's been what's become of Marvin Mims the last couple of years, at Oklahoma. You know, like statistically, it's not fantastic, and he's not overly consistent in the big games, especially. But he he always makes a play that just brings you back. You know, it's, and both of these catches were just unreal. Yeah, he. I mean, he's led Oklahoma in receiving the last three years. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you're right in that. Like, the freshman year, we're all like, oh, man, he's the next, the next, next yeah. OU receiver. And, like, he's been good. He had 1,000 yards he's, this year. He's been he's yeah. averaged over 20 yards a catch the last two years. But um, it just never felt like he's been that. I, I hope know that he goes back, AJ. I hope he goes back. I hope he transfers, if I'm being honest. but To Oregon? Yeah. To team up with Bowen and Franklin? Unstoppable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who outplayed the box score for you? I put oh, Mims. Mims was my guy, so, yeah. I'll go with Roma Dunsey, who five catches, 57 yeah. yards. If he wasn't DPI'd on one play, <laughs> he would have had, like, another 50-yard touchdown. And then there was another one that was I think he got a missed. three, yeah. Yeah. He was just, like, the size of the athleticism was getting getting those uh, the, Texas DBs. Correct me but if I'm wrong. Ref, had, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. The, re, the refs just weren't calling anything. Yeah, it was weird. I mean... Texas in the Alamo Bowl, you know they're gonna get the calls. But correct me if I'm wrong, but it had one wonky drop, I think, because I didn't end up putting his name anywhere. Um, maybe was it a weird, the, the weird drop in the end zone? Kind of like just not sure. What yeah, happened. it was weird, and there was another one that I thought he should have had. Yeah, but um, then also had that awesome toe tap where like yeah, it was just I thought it was so freaky how like I I you don't see it very often. A guy coming on a crossing route, but like instead of like toe dragging and and you know going out, he just completely stopped his momentum. Which is like you got to be a fucking hell yeah. of an athlete to be able to do that. He just looks like such an NFL mm. ready <laughs> top ten wide receivers in this class. I'm I'm standing by that. Evans was my overhyped, and mine was Bonex, uh, which is wrong. <laughs> what my Tra- my top transfer of the week was uh, was Marshall at Buffalo, but also I know he's he's one year late, but um, opposite Tank Dell, I thought Keyshawn Carter, the other uh, Houston receiver. Coming over from my rules, I know, but I had I had Marshall as my main guy. Um, four catches, 112 yards, a touchdown. Coming over from uh, Texas Tech last year, uh, senior guy. Just I thought really really impressive. Like had a couple of, like really great grabs. It was had a really good connection from Clayton Toon. Uh, had that awesome like he had that six sideline grab deep, and then two plays later that deep post. Um, like just an awesome throw to to lead him into the end zone, and then just great job tracking and finishing. 
Also, that like first and thirty conversion to to, to kind of like re, you know reinvigorate the team. I just thought he kept coming up big for it for the Houston, and that's a lot of yards on not many catches. Um, I go with the East Carolina wide receiver duo yeah. uh, of Isaiah Winstead, who had transferred from Norfolk State and Toledo, and, and Jalen Johnson, who transferred from Georgia. Uh, they were cooking they Coastal were Carolina's really backup DBs who uh, were all playing. Um, Winstead, six catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns, just a, 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 a kind of like a 50-50 ball savant. Um, mm-hmm. And Jalen Johnson looked like an SEC athlete the way he was yeah. running routes. He had 66 yards on touchdown. He's got uh, an SEC wide receiver build to him. Yeah, I think Jalen Johnson, because I think Winstead and C.J. Johnson, their top two receivers, are both gone because out of eligibility. I think Jalen Johnson's going to be back for another year. I think he might put up numbers in the AAC. Yeah, that's a good one. They, the, uh, East Carolina is way more fun than I think they've ever been. Credit to Mike Houston. Or in a long time, at least. I guess not ever, but yes. Since CJ2K. Um, small school guy who caught your eye? I put, I put Chris Ojo as my top two, and I also put the, 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 the mini jitterbug Jalen Lane as my other guy. I put Utah State receiver Brian Cobbs because it felt like he had to do everything for the Aggies against Memphis. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ducker and, and, and Hennigan. Dudes, but whatever. But against Memphis. Oh, against. Sorry, sorry. Play for Memphis. I know. C- Cobbs uh, was a Maryland transfer. Uh, had 900 yards for Utah State this year. Um, 79 a score against Memphis. Yep. Uh, good size on him. Um, and then a guy who we've talked about forever. Zion Hill Green. Yeah, he had a good game. Louisiana defensive lineman was trying to will the Raging Cajuns to yeah. win over Houston. Two TFLs. Just really explosive little interior defensive lineman. He's always been so fun. He has. He had a really, really, really strong game. I love, I love Zion Hill Green. Yeah, I mean, 34 career TFLs, most of them in the last three, three years. 20 sacks, most of them in the last three years. He's like a key part of these good raging Cajun teams. Yeah, he is, and just never felt like he ever got any love. So I'm, I'm glad. Uh, could be a CFL Hall of Famer. He could be if he wants to be. If he wants it. If he wants it. All right, let's uh, let's go watch this overly orange orange bowl. 